Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. It's great to have you with us here on this special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, it's on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Our other times are 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays, 1 a.m. on Monday mornings. And we are streaming at all of those times at uh, richarddugan.com. The podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM. The video casts are on YouTube where you can see and hear the interviews. And if you put up a couple of tabs on your browser, you can then go to our guest's website, which we will be linked to as well, so that you can continue your uh, research, your search, your evolutionary process, your transformational process as well. And in that, we hope that you will incorporate into that process, uh, taking advantage of uh, the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where uh, we want you to spend time going within for two reasons. One, to find that quiet, peaceful place where you can just relax, whether it's through meditation or just you just do it, okay, because it feels good. It, 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 it re-energizes you. But also listening to that still small voice where you can get that inspiration, that, in, uh, that, that uh, encouragement, the guidance, that uh, prompting, as I like to call it, that <clears throat> uh, I would highly encourage you not just to listen to, but to follow. Uh, again, many of my guests, I ask the question, so do you believe that our intuition, our, that still small voice, will never put you in harm's way, but it will challenge you. And 99.9% .9 of the time, the answer is, that is correct. And so know that uh, you're not going to be taken down some, some awful path that's uh, at the end is a cliff. However, when you do come to the metaphorical cliff, I highly recommend you do two things, because that's what I have done. Jump and trust. Okay, and with that being said, we are going to jump into this interview here on this program today, this special edition of Tell Me Your Story with Kenneth Lord. He has uh, been with us before, very excited to have him back with us again. He is also the author of several books, including The Art of Social Impact, find out what that's all about, as well as the uh, concept and I, I have to say, Ken, first of all, welcome to the program. The concept of sustainable business is, uh, uh, is not a cliche. It's really something that we do have to think about because it's not because resources are limited, but it's just a better use of whatever resources, whether it's our own personal energy or anything outside of ourselves. Good to have you back. Uh, Richard, it's great to be back. I really enjoy, I always enjoy uh, sharing time with you, and you have such an, a, a significant story, an important story to share with others. And uh, I love how you you led into this conversation because it's the truth. Everything you were talking about is the truth, and uh, and I just believe that when you're looking within, you're going to find a whole host of things uh, outside as well. And and that is one of the beautiful things uh, that a lot of people haven't quite. Uh, gotten a hold of yet in, in terms of that, and that is they think that all of the answers and all of the uh, abundance, if you will, prosperity, um, resources are external. They're all in the material world. Uh, but has, it has been proven time and time again through the ancient wisdom teachings, I think as well as through science, that everything starts with a thought, and those thoughts come from somewhere, and many times it is from that still small voice, that inner life. Yeah, uh, I'm curious about your inner life and how that has 
has been a sustainable, if you will, or even sustaining uh, influence in your life, in your career, in what you have created, in the number of businesses. Look, I, I barely have one business, uh, and it's not even official, okay? And you're running, I don't know how many, three or four or five. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, it's actually really easy when you're, my thought is that when you just do what you're naturally good at, mm -hmm. and that natural goodness is really about, is, is like breathing, it's like water, right? And so, you know, each one of us has a gift, each one of us has a way in which we, we operate. And when we identify what that is and just flow with it, we're going to be able to um, uh, experience that in our lives. And um, your, to your question, the, the, Every part of my life has been from an internal point of view. As a matter of fact, that's how I live my day. Every single moment of my day is from within because I, I realize that when we, everything that is within us, our conversations to ourselves is in direct proportion to how we communicate externally. Our conversations and our relationship with ourselves is in direct relation to how our relationships are externally. And so when we realize that, what are the whole uh, point of understanding then comes to that realization that by being a better example for ourselves, we're able to be a better example to others. And so every step of the way all along this, this journey, um, it's been an, an internal, an internal experience for me. And I can tell you story after story, after story, decision, after decision, after decision, that was an internal decision, an internal experience, because I was willing, that's the first part of it, willing to, you know, receive, because we're given everything, in my opinion, we're given the, the thoughts, the knowledge, the insights, um, you know, from that point of origin, that spark, that just, you know, intuition, bam, it all of a sudden comes to us. And oftentimes, when, when we're looking at those types of things, uh, when let's just say we ask a question from within there's there's an answer that's given in the moment of question and if we can capture that 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 answer in that moment in that spark of question then that's the that very first one not the second thought but the very first one that's that's absolutely just quick super quick then we know that's the answer to what we're asking but if we go to the second answer or the third answer that comes to mind it may be part of our ego or part of you know some experiences that we've had in our lives some sort of pattern or program or habit and so it's important to realize that in the moment of your question you're actually being given the answer now i've even heard that phrase uh that uh your answer is in your question but there's a part of that first answer that always is troubling and that is this that as soon as that first answer comes, the ego mind, the personality steps in and says, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that answer. And that's why we then go to the second or the third answer. And there has to come a point where uh, we don't override uh, the mind, the personality, the, the ego mind. We have to, I'm curious, do we not have to sort of um, make friends with because that is part of who and what we are. It's part of what drives us in many instances. I did an interview not long ago, uh, Kenneth, with a gentleman who wrote a book about psychopaths and sociopaths. And that 
in spite of all of the negative negative aspects of sociopaths and, and and psychopaths, there is an element of them that is of a positive nature. And I I was very intrigued to hear the the, the response that he the, that he gave the 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 positives, and that is that their drive, regardless of whether they follow by the rules or not is what gets things done. It's that psychopathism, if you will, or sociopathism that gets things done. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we want to do them that way because we have a little different set of values and ethics. But I thought that was a rather interesting perspective. So what do you think? Do I, do I want to make friends with my mind, my ego, my personality while I am... In that inner state of listening to the still small voice? That's a very good question and probably a comprehensive answer, right? And uh, I would say that um, they're kind of blending the, the intuition with rationale is the combination I would say is optimal. Because when you're looking at the rationale side of what that what that spark of insight is, you're able to clearly define and put it together in a way that's going to be able to allow you to mobilize it and, you know, monetize it and create systems and structures and so forth. But if you're just going off of that intuition and that's it, for example, it's going to give you more of that internal answer, for instance. And at the same time, you have to be able to integrate that and implement it in your life. So that would be my answer, you know, on the simple version mm-hmm. side of it. We're talking with uh, Kenneth Lord. He is the author of How to Be Sustainably Successful in a Changing World. That's just one of them. Make Your Impact is is one of the uh, sort of uh, guidelines, if you will. Uh, but that is something we want to talk about as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, we are so glad that you are with us listening or watching uh, via the podcasts or the video cast. As we continue our conversation with Kenneth Lord, uh, he is the author of um, uh, a number of books as well. And one of them I mentioned earlier, The Art and I need to bring that up on my screen so that I have it. There it is. Uh, having to do with being, I guess the phrase is more sustainable, the art of social impact. That is something that's rather important, too, as we continue our conversation here, Ken. Um, in terms of uh, social media, and I'm going to just use that term, uh, I have always been of the opinion that social media is anything but social. Uh, and uh, that we still need, and of course, this is being borne out through this uh, uh, 2020, which was uh, what I like to call the COVID era. The early parts of 21 are, we're hopefully coming to a place where we can call off the pandemic or we can take that down a notch or two, we hope. But what we're finding is that people who are isolated and all they have is this quote unquote social media, they're not, they're not doing real well. We've had an epidemic as far or a pandemic in regards to this virus. They're saying that we're going to have another one, but it's not going to be the kind of virus that most people think of. There is no vaccine for it. Uh, you know, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson will never come up with a vaccine for this 
I don't want to say antisocial, this non-social mental uh, mental health condition that they say that we are going to be dealing with for a number of years to come. Can we talk a little bit about that? How that how does that relate to the art of social impact? So I would say that I would say that the the art of social impact is all about the willingness to be a good example in the world. And it really has it has little to do with others actually. And when we realize that the impact that we're making is from within first, then our relationship first is, it goes back to that age old saying, know thyself, mm -hmm. right? And so when we know ourselves, the better decisions we're able to make in the five key areas of our lives. Well, the better decisions we're able to make, realizing that every single decision sets up our next decision. So whatever that decision is, every single moment of our lives is setting up, literally setting up our next decision. And that's, that, that to me is a very powerful and yet deep and foundational uh, principle to contemplate because you can decide, let's just say that you're, you, you have a family, you have a partner, spouse, children, okay? That one decision to treat your, hold your place and your true power, your true purpose in life is going to set up your decision on how you relate, how you respond and or react to situations and or people in your life. And so in that single decision, you're going to, you're going to change or shift the trajectory of your life and the other person's life that quickly. Mm. For the rest of their life, not just for that moment. So, so your decision, let's just say, to treat your child with honor, dignity, respect, show them moral and ethic ways of living versus, say, yelling at them and talking down to them and chastising them is going to shift and change not only your life because it's coming out of your mouth and it impacts and affects you first, but it's also going to change and mold and shape that child's life. And so when we realize that our relationship is with ourselves first, that is going and that that is in direct proportion of how we relate to others, how we communicate with others, what we do, how we do it and and how we engage and interact, what we're going to find is that because everything is within us, you know, in a grain of sand the entire universe is and every atom every every uh corpuscle every molecule every every component of existence and life is in every atom based upon how you see it mm -hmm. and when you look at that you know decision and that thought that you're having that perspective that you have that angle where you're coming from it's going to allow you to communicate with others not only in your immediate family, but also in the world and how you relate to others and what you do and, and where you're going in life and society. Oftentimes, these circumstances and situations are there designed to shape us, mold us and shift us so that we're ready and prepared for what's being given to us for the betterment of humanity. And based upon that single decision, it's going to lead us into a higher trajectory in life and or it's going to allow us to experience more um, 
shifts before we are ready and prepared for what is about to be given to us. Mm. So it really is an internal conversation. It's an internal dialogue. And based upon uh, what you're sharing, what you're saying in terms of they're saying it's impacting and influencing others. Absolutely it is. Every single moment is shaping and shifting and molding us. And it's because of who we are is how we're going to come out into the world and how that's going to impact and influence others. You know, that's very interesting. And you, you bring to mind this concept as of, in, in lieu of what, you're, what you've just said, uh, or dovetailing off of it, actually. <clears throat> and that is, okay, we have this um, alleged and supposed mental health crisis that is upon us and is going to be going on for several years. <clears throat> the danger is in how we deal with it as a society, not as individuals, but as a society. Do we begin to help others to see what they've just been through in a very short period of time, in the grand scheme of things, uh, as, some, as differently? In other words, we, we put a different perspective on it. We, we, we move around the circle of that uh, to get a different perspective. Or do we medicate it? And to me, that's where the danger lies right now, is in the medicating of it. Um, and so we want to talk a little bit about this as far as, as far as the impact that we are going to make once we have changed our perspective, non-medicated, okay? If I can change my perspective of what just happened, what I've just been through, I've been locked down for 12 months or whatever it is. Now, I personally, I've been very fortunate I was not. I was, I was coming into work every day uh, for, for the entire period of time. And um, so I feel very fortunate. Still have to wear the mask. I still do the social distancing, all of that good stuff. But the, one of the things that, um, was, that really struck me when one of my guests shared this with me, we were talking about this in terms of what you just talked about, making decisions, or as we like, we use the word choices, of course. And they said that, yes, it is true that uh, where you are today is based upon all of the decisions or choices that you've made in the past. That is a very true fact. And then, of course, they go on to say, and uh, all of the choices that you make today and tomorrow and the next day are going to determine your future. But my guest made this interesting perspective, uh, observation. They said that actually the truth is that it is your perception of of what you think the future will be that will determine the choices that you make today. Your thoughts? So um, you brought three specific points that I, I want to at least touch on two of them. One okay. is that question. Another one is about um, the conversation about medicating and so forth and, and our shifts and so forth. Um, so my, my, my perspective is simply that um, when we're in the moment and we're coming from within, there is only that. Now, when I say that, I'm really referencing the point of understanding that it's not about, it, it, it's always about perspective and perception. For instance, um, we get paid uh, from our perspective in life. I'll give an example. So when you when you have a well-known, uh, let's just say it's um, Warren Buffett, for instance, someone's going to pay him 
X of dollars to speak at their event. Well, they're not hiring. They're not hiring to speak for an hour to to tell everybody this is how you build a, a multi-billion-dollar business, right? Mm-hmm. All they're really what they may not may or may not realize is that they're hiring them for their perspective. So give us those little nuggets based upon your perspective, and that's the reason why we're we're bringing you on board. I'm not talking about the mechanism of fame and 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 drawing people to the event and so forth, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so. When, it, when you're in that moment, the perception is that you're in the center in your what I call your um, your point of origin, your point of origin. Mm-hmm. When you're in the point of origin in the moment, all things are seen, known and understood. The question becomes then not uh, is who is communicating with you based upon that from an internal point of view. So you're not needing to, say, project what's in their future. This may be uh, a little new to most from the standpoint of um, hearing and seeing what's being said. It's really about, because we can come from the point of origin and project forward, but however, when we're doing that, it's not based upon, say, our perspective, per se, or our intentions and or our perceptions it's coming from within, from the point of origin, and uh, and and knowing and wanting to know what that looks like for us based upon who we are. It's not about an ego thing. It's not about you know you know I'm going to do this. It's it's about receiving the answer based upon who you are, which is going to fulfill that person, and then based upon that conversation that we allow to kind of come up and bubble up per se to know that knowledge that's when we begin to put in place and tour visualize and vision that those next steps or the stages to that you know to that to that achieving what that is mm-hmm. so there's a difference there's a distinction between our determining it based upon our personality and who we are naturally innately of where we're coming from and our core destiny in life it's not about it's far more than just the personality saying i'm going to move forward with these types of things and when we're willing to come from that point of origin we're going to be more fulfilled because we can only become fulfilled when it's coming from within because the energy itself is literally filling our body it's it's kind of like when you when you um when you're looking at someone like Frank Sinatra or someone who's just naturally gifted, Frank Sinatra or some of these talented individuals, and every one of us has that, uh, has a gift, is that as we're expressing that, we're not thinking so much about ourselves. We're just expressing it. And in, and the byproduct is that we're being filled. We're, we're full of love and light and, and joy and happiness. We could do it all day long for free. And so that's the point of origin that we're we want to come from in order to make our our decisions or our projections or our understanding from and so that's where i would that would be my comment on that side of things okay this is going to be the fullest well let me and let me dovetail off of that by basically saying that if my perspective of the future is the glass half empty my choices are going to uh, be uh influenced in a manner of speaking by the way I think the future is going to be. 
And if it's a half glass full, a glass half full, <laughs> uh, then I'm, my, my choices uh, might be different. Right. And by, just as a clear, clear distinction, by the way, the word choices, choice and decision are two totally different definitions. OK. By the way. Yeah. So decision is definitive. A choice is an option. When you make a decision, you've there's no other options. There's it's just cuts it off just like that. Mm. A choice is an option. The question we want to make when we make decisions, it's a decision. We have decided to do that or be that, etc. And so there's no there is a definitive. When you talk with someone and they have this definitiveness in their in their being and who they are in their decisions, you're not going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not open for discussion, per perspectively speaking. A choice is you have options. You're looking at perspective. It's more nebulous until you make the actual decision to do one of those choices or to be that specific person, etc. Right. So you make a choice and then you make the decision to choose that particular choice. Can we kind of put it in that context? Well, no, you have choices, right? You so, then you, you don't you, you you a choice is a choice. You you have multiple options. That's right, a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. But a decision is is what you is when you come to the the deciding factor of which choice you're choosing. Gotcha. You decided that. Gotcha. Okay, that may no that, that's under I, I, that makes sense. You were going to dovetail off of, onto something else as well that I had made a comment about. Right. So the, the medication, medicated side of things, this is my opinion. My opinion is, is that our lives are shifting and changing every moment. It is, is everything that occurs to us experientially, etc., are, are all designed for our good, for our benefit. There isn't a, there isn't, you know, we're to, it, someone might say, this is affecting us for a period of time. Well, what's there to go back to? There's no, it's, you are who you are. The, the question, the point to come from is the point of origin, which is within us. And each one of those decisions, again, sets up your next decision. So that ex whatever experiences we have, whether it's a traumatic experience, a great experience, whether it is um, pandemic, COVID, COVID-19, whether it's the Twin Towers, all those experiences are designed to lead us to a point of understanding. And when you're coming from that point of, um, that, that point of origin, in that moment, you have simultaneous understanding, simultaneous perspective, because it's coming from that point of origin, the original point. And when we're willing to come from that point, we see things clearly. Now, one of the things I wanted to mention is I keep bringing up the, the conversation of willingness. So there's a, I created this nine, this uh, process of life, and there's nine parts to it. So I just wanted to kind of uh, share that part of it with you so that you can kind sure. of see where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. So the first, everything begins from, from air, from ether, from, from, excuse me, not ether, from vapor. So through this process of vapor going into hardened matter, in the center of that, what you have is three specific, uh, three specific conversations. And the first one is we have to be willing first. 
The second one is we have to let go of. And the third one is we have to hold our power in. Now, I'll just briefly explain those because this, I think, is, is relevant to our conversation. We have to be willing to wake up in the morning and brush our teeth. Everything in our lives, we have to be willing or else it's not going to happen, right? We have mm-hmm. to be willing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, be willing to come from within. Be willing to, to choose so that you can make a great decision. Be willing to be who you are. Be willing to live your life according to uh, your truth, your, your core destiny. Letting go is letting go of the past, letting go of your ego, letting go of who you, of the things that you perceive and coming from the center point of origin, because that's going to give you the clearest point of understanding, right? Of understanding the point of origin to give you a perfect point of understanding. So point of understanding is relevant because the more that we're able to uh, relate to one another, the more we're able to relate, and then we'll talk about the sustainable business side of things, is the more we're able to relate to one another, the more we're able to communicate and convey who we are as a product, service, vision, cause, or purpose in a way that they receive it, accept it, and understand it in their way of receiving it, accepting, and understanding because we relate so well and so deeply to who they are and how we relate. There's two parts to relating I've identified. One is through direct experience. So you have a child, I have a child, we could talk further about that. Well, I'll tell you, this to me is a a fascinating conversation that's going into a direction that uh, uh, I never know because I don't ask the questions. The universe asks the questions. I'm just long for the ride, okay? This is, I keep my arms and legs in the vehicle at all times until it comes to a complete stop. <laughs> yes. Love that. And uh, this is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for New World. Uh, Kenneth Lord is my guest. KennethLord.info is the website you want to go to. There's also the Art of Social Impact, uh, which we're trying to make a social impact with this program, as is Kenneth with his work and the businesses that he runs and the things that he talks to people about, including you. And we hope that you will uh, participate in this program by going to his website and maybe checking out a couple of his books, getting in contact with him. He's certainly there to help you as well. And uh, as I've often said, Ken, about this program, this is my therapy, okay? And we're here, and we're going to be here to help uh, folks um, work through their own issues and so forth, uh, even if it is from more of a generic standpoint. Uh, but that's why we encourage them to go to our guest website. And we want you to stay with us here on Tell Me Your Story because we have new paradigms for a new world. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. But uh, once you have uh, been given all of those options, then it's time to make a decision, as Ken was alluding to in the last segment, which I think is extremely important. You know, you talked about will, uh, willingness, and it brought to mind my analogy of the individual who's walking in, the, in this beautiful green meadow, walking around, hands are cupped in front of them, and if it's possible, they have their personal will their, you know, uh, in their hands, and they're muttering under their breath because of where they are philosophically, I just want to do God's will, I just want to do God's will, I just want to do God's will, and they toss it in the air. God catches their will and is moved to tears and is watching this person that God has created, that, that, that the uh, higher power has created, if you will, and is just like, wow, they want to do my will. And all of this time is compressing their will down to the size of a baseball. 
and then rears back and hurls a 90-mile-an-hour Nolan Ryan fastball, smacking him square in the forehead, and says, then do something with the life I gave you. You are not a puppet on a string being manipulated by forces you do not understand. And I think that what happens is, whether you say, hey, everything that's good in my life, is that's all God, or everything that's bad in my life, that's the devil, the evil one, whatever, or they're saying uh, that um, I'm in the state I'm in because of the man or the system or the machine or, in other words, constantly playing the victim. And uh, I've often heard this many times, Ken. A woman who is pregnant isn't a little pregnant. She either is or she isn't. You are either responsible for your life or you are not. Let's talk about that in light of what you have just talked about, and then we'll dive into this whole aspect of uh, sustainable businesses. But what about that? What a, wh- how much responsibility do I really have? And I know we'll also be getting into the conversation of control. How much control? Let's, let's deal with responsibility first. So I, I believe that we have, uh, we have to accept full responsibility for every decision, every action, every moment in our lives. And, um, and when we realize that, we're going to realize that we, we're able to influence and impact other people's lives in every conversation that we have. So, and a simple example is this, that let's just say that uh, a woman gets molested and in that period of time, 30 minutes, hour, whatever that is, that one experience is going to change the trajectory of her life because it's going to affect her and her decisions as well as her children and, uh, and others in her life based upon her decisions. It's the same thing with each one of us. We have ultimate responsibility when we're willing to accept that responsibility and to realize that your conversation, your smile or your sadness is going to, when you're seeing somebody at Starbucks or wherever, it's going to either uplift a person or it's going to make them feel down, etc. Every single engagement, every interaction that we have, it doesn't mean that you have to seem false or manipulative, for instance, It just means that, again, you're responsible for who you are. We can change our emotions in one second. And I'll give you an illustration of that. Let's just say that I come by and you are, um, you're, we're just chatting, for instance. And uh, I, I drop down a two bags and those bags are full of money. There's a million dollars in those bags and you happen to be kind of down. You're going to change your emotional state in that very moment, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to say, here, all this is for you. What? <laughs> so you're going to be pretty surprised and you're going to change. Same thing happens when we, um, and this goes back to you realizing, you know, a person realizing that they have the whole, the responsibility, right? If you and a partner or spouse are expecting some friends or family over and you both start getting into an argument, you know, before they come over and all of a sudden you're in this heated discussion and all of a sudden the doorbell rings, you're both going to change your state of mind in that moment, you know, welcoming them. Hey, everything's okay. Hi, how are you? Love to see you and all that. And you've just shifted your emotions in that moment. 
So scientifically proven, you you're, you can change your emotions any any time that you want to. We choose we choose to to change our emotions or or not, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe that we have full responsibility of how we sit, how we act, how we communicate with others, and it's all uh, as we were talking about earlier. It's all based upon our conversation from within first. That's going to determine how we communicate with others. Mm. Uh, you know, this, this, of course, then leads us into, uh, and it actually touches on the whole aspect of control, too, and that a lot of people say there's uh, the only thing you control is you and your emotions, the things that you say. Uh, and to some degree, I suppose, I don't know if this is true or not, Ken, uh, we, do, we can control our thoughts. But at the same time, I guess that, that takes uh, a bit of um, it takes a bit of doing, a bit of learning, a bit of training, and that's why I said earlier about making friends with one's ego, self, personality, mind, if you will. Uh, I guess some people like to refer to it as the monkey mind. You know, uh, give it a pat on the head, say, "Hey, you're good. I need you." I really do. But right now, could I just have this five or ten minutes so that I can I can go within? And when I'm done, I'm going to come back uh, with some great new information that we, you and I, can use together. You know, so, so certainly there's there's different, you know, identities at, in, at stake. There's different conversations associated with the mind, etc., I I don't tend to get too much involved in those conversations because it's so complex and and there's so many beliefs around that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my main uh, focus is it's the difference between. So let's just say you're in the center of all things and you can see all things. Well, and then versus you can see, you know, in say uh, in some sort of star outside of the center you're, you're not able to see outside of this when you're in the center, when you're in the center, you can see all things, but when you're, you're outside of the center, you, you have some blind spots. So, um, my thought is that when we focus from within on the core, then all of those conversations gets handled simultaneous, like the root trunk of a tree, you know, you, you can, you can, um, trim it, but you're really going to affect the tree when you go to the root of the tree. So, Personally, that's where I focus my attention on mm-hmm. because all things will be handled, understood, clarified. And again, when we're willing, and I'm not suggesting that it's so much easy per se, right? but it's simple. It's simple because we just have to be willing to be conscious and diligent and course correct each moment of our lives and you know, change, the, change our thoughts and not just allow certain things or elements to affect us in our lives. We need to be willing to realize, let me let me pause for just a moment. Let me ponder. One of the things I was, um, I will say is that um, I spend much of my time pondering, I call it. And I like when it. I say I like pondering, mm-hmm. what I do is I, I look from within and I'm, I'm, I realize that when you're gonna make decisions you don't want to just make the decision per, so so quickly, for instance, you know, especially if you're looking at the quantum side of where you're going in life. And so what I tend to do is I tend to just sit and ponder. I may be in my car. I may be in the sofa, wherever. But I'm pondering because I'm reflecting, asking internal questions, you know, in, intending to see visually 
where where I'm being led, you know, what what is being uh, given to me as the answer, and to be clear about, hey, um, I, I'm asking for the truth. I want to understand the truth without my, my bias, mm-hmm. right? Because because without that bias, I'm going to receive. I'm, I'm what's going to happen is my decisions and the window of time and that that um, you know my trajectory will be on course where where I'm going in the shortest amount of time with the fewest number of steps with the greatest impact and results. And so this is how I look at every single thing, whether it's for myself or my clients, I look at, we don't need to waste six months or a year. We can do it in six weeks or, you know, 30 days or 90 days, for instance, right? Because I believe that the only reason why we're, I I might've mentioned this before, um, change is instantaneous. It's resistance that takes time. Change is instantaneous. Mm-hmm. It's resistance that takes time. Mm. So we things can change instantaneously for us and for those around us. But it's and and we it also can take time because we're resisting the flow, the naturalness of who we are. And by the way, we choose that. We choose um, one of those options, right? Yeah. And um, and in the and and so we want to be clear about the the decisions that we make because that choice is an important one it 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 sets up our next decision right so so being this is what i do personally and it allows for there to be clarity for the quantum leap not just for the next step the next step the next step you know one of the things that i do is i help people identify their core destiny in life where they never have to reinvent themselves ever again it's just a gift. Everybody has a gift. Mm-hmm. I'm able to hold a place for uh, my clients and it only takes a few hours. And then all of a sudden we, we um, uh, identify that core destiny. Then what we do is we reverse engineer that, create structure, strategies, pricing, packaging systems and processes very quickly within just a few hours. And then now they can go out the next day and start making money, doing what they love. And, and now they're aligned with who they are. And it's based upon, it's, and it's because... We're able to quantum and come from that point of origin. So there isn't any time associated with it because man created time. It's based upon the internal point of origin, that that core uh, destiny that we've talked about. Extraordinary. Ken Lord is my guest. KennethLord.info is the website. Uh, one of his uh, works uh, that we are talking about here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for New World, has to do with how to be sustainably successful in a changing world. We're going to talk about that as we continue here on uh, this program as we talk with Kenneth Lord on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for New World. We've been talking about choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And Kenneth Lord's my guest, and he is talking about, uh, of course, uh, sustainability in the re- in the respect to success uh, and how uh, how to be sustainably successful in a changing world. And boy, I'll tell you, in the last. Uh, 365 to 400 days, Ken, the world has really changed. And a lot of people keep talking about, quote, unquote, new normal. Uh, Forget about it. There is no new normal in the sense that we're going to go back to the way things were. You'd never go back. 
You can't go back because it's it's along the lines of what REM says in their song. It's the end of the world as we know it. And what that means is that the last moment was the end. This is the new moment. And then the next moment and the next moment and so forth. Um, let's talk here about sustainability when it comes to sustainable success uh, in this changing world. Uh, I love what you said at the end of the last segment about what change, uh, change is inevitable, but it is our resistance. And I've often said here on this program about change, it's the one thing that we must embrace. Now, many of us, uh, and I'm sure you've probably heard of or at least read the book, Who Moved the Cheese? I read the book back in 1980-something or other. Uh, it was mandatory by my boss. And when I went back to him and gave him back the book, I said, look, I don't have any problem with somebody moving the cheese. Just tell me where you moved it. That's all. I, if you want to move it because you think it's better over there, great. Just tell me so I can find it. But you talked about the one word that causes us to fear and hate and despise change, and that's resistance. Something tells me that that's part of the problem with why we don't have sustainable success. We'll have it for a short period of time. We'll get into the BS, which is old belief systems, as one of my guests once said, and we'll sabotage it. And then we'll climb up that hill again and we'll have success. And then the BS comes in and we slide down the hill. And we keep doing that over and over again instead of a nice gradual rise. And there is no plateau. It's, I mean, isn't it? The, it's the journey. So talk to us about how we break that cycle so that we can have the choices to make the decisions <laughs> to uh, have sustainable success. As we're rising, you know, when we're coming from that center point and we're understanding what's next and we begin to uh, put in place processes and systems and structures, what's occurring is, is that um, we get out of balance. And it's important to do, one of, to do one of two things. One is to integrate as we're processing everything. In other words, we're integrating our emotions, we're integrating our mental, our spiritual, all the context, the systems that we have, so that we're not, we don't get caught up in all of the shiny <laughs> objects that take us away from the clear <laughs> focus. Um, two, um, in order to do that, we need to stay in that presence. So in other words, take time in the morning, in the evening, during the day, one of those kind of component, you know, timelines to really recharge. Um, introverts and extroverts, for instance, uh, oftentimes if you're an introvert, you might be charging yourself from within. An extrovert might be charging themselves externally. So, or recharging, I should say. So be conscious of that daily and don't allow, just because you have a meeting in the morning or something going on that's taking your time from you, don't allow that to take you away from your center point. Um, oftentimes that's what's happening is that we're getting out of balance in terms of what where we're moving forward because we don't maybe know, we may not even know what's next, for mm -hmm. instance. You know, and that's where this pondering comes into place. You're just sent, getting centered you're coming from that point of origin, you're reflecting, you're saying, okay, well, I see it. And then you wanna put people in place for that, right? 
Maybe you just want to bring somebody on to do smaller things as a part-time or something, but allow for the process to move at the pace in which you're, that you're comfortable with. Don't let it get too far out of hand, even though maybe things are happening so fast. Realize that every person needs to be on board with your vision as well. So it's not just you, you know, you being the center hub, every person that you bring on board, you want to share with them your vision, you know, get them engaged in the vision itself. They're going to put more time and energy into what that looks like for you and with you instead of just, you know, might be paying them part time, but they're actually working full time because they love the vision. They love to be part of the vision. Mm. And this is something that to me is the primary thing that we need to be focused on. And that is communicating our vision so that others are part of that vision because everybody likes to be part of a vision. I have a dream. Okay. Who doesn't know that? You know, I have a dream, right? And it was because there was a whole conversation about it. It was, this is how we want to be, live, do, etc. And so when we're, when we're focused on the vision, you know, it's not about, it's not about the thing per se. It's about this bigger picture, this bigger plan. We all want to be part of something larger than ourselves and feel like we're contributing to it. Mm. Right. Yeah. One of the uh, aspects of choices, uh, I have been uh, really a staunch supporter of this, and that is education, and not necessarily formal, 12-year plus post-secondary and so forth. I'm talking about whatever kind of <clears throat> education allows you to think beyond what you think uh, is available to you. Uh, and I, I think of people who haven't been exposed to certain things. I was watching this one program just last night, where this guy was in prison for 21 years. <clears throat> He'd never seen a Lexus. He'd never seen a smartphone. And, you know, I mean, there's, there was a certain element of isolation in that regard. Uh, and so he's being introduced to all of these new things, you know. And, of course, he's remembering some of the sci-fi movies that he saw. And, you know, my God, wh where is that coming from? You know, because the guy says, Alexis, do this, do that, do the other. And, um, and it was just so interesting. And so he has no clue. He has no points of reference. It's like a, uh, the animals of the earth. When you see one that has been sadly killed on the road, the reason is because they don't have any points of reference when it comes to these vehicles. They don't know what they are or what they can do uh, any more than a bird flying through the air may sadly gets tuned up in a jet engine or something. They don't have any points of reference. Um, you know, and of course, by the time they get that point of reference, obviously it's too late. So that's kind of where we are. There are certain, there are things that, as the old saying goes, we don't know what we don't know. And when I talk about education and I talk about, for example, post-secondary, I, I want to get rid of all remedial courses. Before you go into post-secondary, if you don't have the basics to go into college, whatever the level is, if that's what your choice is, college, uh, then I want to get you there so that when you hit the ground running on your on your first day of freshman year, you're going after whatever it is that you want to go after. It's like what you talked about, you know, your core, your purpose in life, if you will. But if you're not prepared, then you're floundering and you're just kind of meandering through. I went to junior college for three semesters. I took courses that I thought I would enjoy, but I still hadn't nailed down what it was that I wanted to do with my life. And then as I made choices, I, took, I, I, I found these different choices to go different directions, and I decided to go that way. Then new opportunities opened up. With this last 12 to 14 months, 
That's what I saw, Ken. I didn't see the half glass empty. I saw opportunities that we didn't even know existed yet at that point, 12 or 14 months ago. And people started to see them and they started to create. They started to innovate. And I was, I was elated, uh, saddened, of course, by people who caught the virus and, and got sick and many, 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 many died. And that's a real unfortunate thing because what a loss of potential for our society. Who knows what ideas some of these people had that could have contributed to our betterment. But that aside, I saw incredible opportunities, as I say, that people took advantage of. And that's kind of where I was going with the question in regards to um, looking at the future. Because I didn't know from March of 2020 what the future held. I was hoping that we would do the right thing as a society and be done with it in a few months, you know, with or without a vaccine. Unfortunately, a lot of people didn't. They chose not to uh, for whatever reason. We won't go there. But let, can, can you maybe talk a little bit about that in the regard? How does this fit into uh, sustainable success? And so um, may, I'm going to kind of give you my story real quick. And I'm not sure if I shared that last time. Um, and maybe this will help to kind of give people a perspective about uh, someone's experience. Yes. So back in back in 2016. Um, so for many years, I've I've um, studied human nature and have been speaking and training and coaching and all that. And so back in 2016, in November, I had several clients who were going to uh, be part of my uh, core destiny uh, transformation that I shared with you earlier about identifying your core destiny and so forth. I had several clients and these were clients just before Christmas. And so it was in my mind, this was the income that I had coming in. It wasn't, there was no other income. This is all I was doing basically. And, um, and in November, when they were scheduled to have this experience with me, I had about eight clients and they all canceled and all, all essentially one after another. And I knew that there was a reason for that. And so I went within to determine what was the reason, what did I needed to see in order to move into the next me. And this was before Christmas. So, you know, Christmas is important, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. And so, so I realized that I came out of that, that uh, pondering uh, with a business idea. And I began to build out the business in November, December, and January. It was a very tough few months there because I was hustling, trying to make up for what I, I didn't receive, basically, and began to build that business. And the reason, and that business still is going on today, we have hundreds of clients, and the reason why that, and uh, that's been a, a great bread and butter foundation company all this time for me personally. And so that one single decision that I chose set up the next decision, set up my next, you know, way of sustainability during the, uh, during the months in, let's just say May, August, or excuse me, about August of the following year, um, I began to realize that I needed to expand 
And so I started a media marketing business. And that media marketing business led to me uh, as an umbrella company, allowed me to um, realize, hey, I need to create an ecosystem. And the ecosystem, what I needed, I needed sustainability. And, And that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm getting to right now in the conversation is that that I needed sustainability, meaning that I needed consistent income coming in month after month without me having to work so hard, right? Um, because in the in the speaking and coaching world, it's somewhat inconsistent based upon, and they're you know uh, they're not really uh, reoccurring revenue. So I I created this um, media marketing business, and then I said, okay, I need to build out another business that is separate from here. So we built out. A LinkedIn lead generation business, and that led to so it has its own website. Then another one was a, a text marketing platform. So that that needed to build. And then I created a CRM. The CRM was built out, and then it went into social media, and we built out the social media platform. And again, it was all designed around creating for you know for my lifestyle this reoccurring revenue that allowed for me to essentially, as I'm speaking, allow people to do what they love and not have to focus on the technology side of it and allow them to propel their businesses so they can fulfill their purpose in life. And so, you know, that was my, that's, that was my uh, model, right? In terms of me creating that sustainability, that was me, uh, you know, kind of listening from within and, and realizing step by step what needed to be done next. It wasn't me and my ego saying, hey, I need to do this. I need to do this because I want to make you know, make tons of money and so on and so forth. This is literally um, through that pondering that these uh, revelations were coming to me. Hey, you need to do this, you need to do that and so on. And I, I didn't realize it at first, actually. I realized it after I had done it. I was thinking, oh, wow, okay, I see now what that's for. Oh, okay, I do this. Okay, I see that. why that. And so we often don't know the answers or the reasons why we do things that we're, you know, being led or or listening and and you know implementing what those ideas are that are coming to us and until afterwards and now i see it much clearer where now you know i'm helping people identify their core destiny so then what are they going to need next there there's a there's a problem there so we want to be the solution to their next to that problem then there's a problem here we want to be the solution to that problem there's another problem here there would be the next solution so I noticed that how we've done this or how it's been revealed to me is that we're the solution to every step of the life cycle of an entrepreneur in terms of technology, right? And so when I'm speaking about sustainability, the, the conversation that is being, you know, that I want to share is really about seeing what is it in in terms of who you are and how you can implement and integrate that in your life, that's going to have sustainable revenue for you. And it could be that you have something like a membership site. Maybe you have, you know, a product or a service that you can offer to people. And then you put together systems and structures, for instance, it could be that you have a blog or that you have um, some sort of social media platform. For instance, you begin to communicate who you are, what you love doing in it something that's going to create sustainability every single month and then how you do it how i do it is is you look at 90 days i found that 90 days we can kind of see feel 
so to speak, 90 days. But after 90 days, for some reason, it's it's kind of untouchable for some reason. And so that 90 day window, if I can create and build something and that and have, you know, it moving forward where I'm generating income in this first 90 days, could be 30 days or 60 days, then it's going to allow for me to mobilize things that support me financially. And so what I look at is I say, I'm projecting for X dollars. I'm projecting for this to happen at 90 days. And then what I do is I shorten it completely as though, let's just say my goal is in, you know, um, the 20th of the month and it's the first, I'm going to say, I'm going to do this in 10 days. I'm going to do this in 10 days. And I'm going to put this emotional and energetic pressure on myself to complete it in 10 days. Why? Mainly because I want to complete it Two, it will put tension into actually me concentrating on it. And three, I want to, I realize that even when it's completed, there may be some hiccups, Hmm. something may get in the way or something might happen. And then I'm still on track if it goes over. So it's, it allows for some, some, uh, flexibility, right? Yeah. And so where we're coming from and that those decisions are very important. It's, it's not just in a, a, an ethereal conversation. It's realizing and just pausing, pondering, realizing who am I? What is it? What do I want to do? What is being shown to me? And the one thing I will say that may help with that, I used to uh, teach people how to identify their intangible gift. I called it at the time. And that intangible gift, there was two parts to it. One, the first part of it is the let me say this first. Um, most people will say, what do I want to do? Well, they look outside first and say, what industry do I want to be in? Well, most of the time people will get burnt out after a certain period of time, after 10 or 20 years, even because they didn't identify their intangible gift. First, the first thing you want to do is identify your intent, the, the essence of who you are. And here's one way to understand that. Here's how you identify it. I should say, and here's an example. I'm good at organizing people, situations, and things. I'm good at organizing people, situations, and things. I'm able to, a second example is, I'm able to take complex scenarios and situations and conversations and boil them out down to simple steps to understand. This is an intangible that we need to identify first, right? Once we've identified that and we realize who we are, then the next phase of that, and that's the soul part of it, then the next part is your heart. How do you want to, how do I want to express it in the world? How do I want to share that in the world? You know, and, and, and that's when you get into the industry side of it. Cause then you say, well, I'm good at organizing people, situations and things. Now you can be a catering manager cause you're doing that. Or maybe you can be, you know, uh, something of that nature. I had a client who was where we identified her, where she could create an environment for people, right? She would create, you know, design different things where people feel warm and welcomed. So when people felt warm and welcomed, what she went into is, is um, design. She went into design because when, when um, excuse me, um, interior design, mm-hmm. because the interior design side of it allowed for people when she created those environments to feel warm and welcome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so when we come to that point of understanding what our intangible gift is, and then we and then we say, what makes my heart sing? How do I want to express it in the world? What do I love doing? Then we can move into what that really is for us. And oftentimes we fear the unknown. We fear 
you know, that we may not know all the answers or how to do certain things. So what my recommendation for you is to do is to do a couple of things. One is if you're more of a creator type, find a business, um, not a partner, that's another conversation, but someone who's the business side of it and you're the creator side of it, right? Mm. Um, another part is to um, hire a company if you can, or an admin assistant or somebody who can do things that are going to help create structure for you. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's just little things or what have you. Yeah. KennethLord.info is the uh, website. Kenneth Lord is my guest here on the program. This is Tell Me Your Story. And uh, we want you to think about, no, don't think about it. Ponder, ponder new paradigms for a new world. And as we wrap up our interview here with Kenneth Lord here on Tell Me Your Story, as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices, to make decisions to help make your dreams come true, uh, as we've talked about throughout this entire program. I have three final questions I love asking my guests. Uh, even returning guests, I sometimes will ask it again because sometimes the answers change. Sometimes they don't. Depends upon the guest. Uh, and I will put those to you in just a moment, but I want to remind our listeners that we're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We also podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and a lot of other locations that you folks are posting our interviews too. You can go to YouTube and watch the interviews while you have another tab open on your browser searching their website to find out what they're all about even more so. Connect with them, contact them, uh, maybe purchase their book or CD or whatever. Get involved in some fashion to transform your life and the direction that you are going, if if that is your desire. We hope that you will do that as well. If you find that this uh, program resonates with you, uh, we would be grateful for any financial support you can give us. Uh, we are at SoundCloud. Uh, we are uh, Spotify. With uh, that being said, uh, we also want you to, uh, we also want you to spend time going within, as we've talked about throughout this entire interview. We've talked about it more uh, in the last uh, year or two than we have before because it's so important. It's getting more and more important. So we hope you'll do that during the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. So my final three questions to my guest, as I like to ask, uh, and you may have addressed these during the program, but I do like to ask them directly. The first is, who is Kenneth Lord? person who wants to share, who has something to share with others to help them to understand and relate to who they are in the world. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? My intention is to um, is to reach 1.2 billion people and to allow for everyone to, to use materials that um, I produce in their daily lives so that they can live a more sustainably perfect life, something that is aligned with who they are in the world and their core destiny. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Oh, to help people to understand who they are in the world for the betterment of humanity. And let me just define that briefly, quickly, is that um, the reason why that's so significant is it always begins with knowing thyself. This is, to me, the most foundational point of understanding. And the more that we're um, willing to understand ourselves, 
the more we'll be um, aligned with who we are in the world for the betterment of humanity. Mm. Kenneth Lord, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you back on a regular basis. We're going to try to do that through 2021 in particular to talk more about this. And even if we reiterate things, that's a good thing because uh, it's just saying, hey, folks, just remember, remember this, remember this, remember this. Repetition has always helped in that regard, but it's not memory rote. We want you to grok it. We want you to assimilate it into every subatomic particle of your being, which is a hologram of the universe, as you said at the front end of the program. And thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you so much. You, you do some amazing work. And uh, hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to interview you. I find out your story. I am open to that. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but right now, we're going to wrap this up. I thank you again. And I thank you for listening and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.